welcome to Always in Escrow with Colby Birchin and Serena Appel. Hello, Colbs. Hi, Serena. How are you? I'm good. I am great. I am so excited because you're introducing us today to Meg and Katie Gallo of The Gallo Group. Meg's extensive training and experience show success is no accident. With 25 plus years of bookkeeping, certified IRS tax preparer work, and QuickBooks support, she's eager to provide you with the tools to optimize your business. Originally a New Jersey native, she founded the Gallo Group in the spring of 2000 and has nurtured professional relationships with CPAs and business owners throughout South Florida, many of whom still seek her expertise up to the present day. Katie brings eight years of specialized private sector accounting, bookkeeping, and a solid work ethic to the table, always committed to delivering the very best to teach each of her clients. She's an FAU alumna and holding a Bachelor's of Business Administration and Accounting and that she earned in the summer of 2018. Committed to the family trade, she transitioned from her corporate accounting role to be full-time with the Gallo Group. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so Hi, much. everyone. Hi, Colby. Hi. I'm so excited to have you both on. I mean, yes. I, I love a family-owned business, and this is a family-owned business with you guys. Husband, wife, two kids. Thank, Thank you. you so much. We love working with you, Colby. It's been generational because you started with my mom and then you got passed on to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of our clients say is, hey, you guys are going to be here forever. Yep. We're going to have the kids take it over. So we'll be around. <laughs> I love the family business. It's really amazing. It sounds like you've passed along so many values to your children. I want to hear all about that. It's like, you know, mom kind of, you know, just educating. And I know that you also want to educate the masses and provide coaching and to younger, to the youth. And you're working on some big projects too down the road. So congrats. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. So you. Much. We're excited. Definitely. So I have a question. Let's get right into it. With what's been going on in the market with real estate, a lot of New Yorkers, New Jersey, Californians, they're all coming here. What, what's the draw tax purpose-wise? Because there obviously has to be for the amount of people coming here. Explain that to people so they understand why people should move here. Well, if they should move here... That's a different question. If you ask me as somebody who is currently fighting this market, I'm like, no, don't come here. <laughs> um, I've lived here my whole life. I don't know any other way except the South Florida way. And um, it's been very interesting to learn. I feel like I'm reverse um, learning about how like other states do things. And I um, will have a client in another state like New York, and I am now getting to know their processes for things. And I'm going, oh, wow. So this is a huge pain in the butt. And there is a lot of additional taxes involved. And so that is what the benefit of states like Florida is um, that there is no state income tax. Um, there's not a lot of barriers to entry here. And it's also just a beautiful place to live. So those high income earners um, in New York and California, they have the money to come here and they're going to come take advantage of um, the perks it offers. For sure. Yeah. And we, we've noticed that and we do work with a lot of people from New York and California and those taxes are very steep in those states. And they're still tied to those, even though they may live here and become residents here, there's a certain amount of um, 
payback, if you will, to the state you leave and under those circumstances. So there's a lot of tax implications that we have had to learn because we have had an influx of those clients coming here. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to ask a little bit about the tax preparation, like the pretty much what you need to prepare your taxes. And then also when you're schedule when you're doing a Schedule C, um, you know, the differences with the 1099s, all of that. So what what is what do you suggest? Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> that we have noticed, you know, we have uh, noticed that as a um, big area that needs to have some education. People don't know the difference between those two tax forms and how they're taxed. So we would like to be able to let people know what those taxes are, explain what happens, what a W-2 is, what a 1099 is. We're also going to publish our first publication, if you will, by January 1st. And that is a one step-by-step guide to being a Schedule C 1099 NEC. Great. Be on our website. And that is something that her and I are, and we're actually sitting down and we're going back, honestly, through our emails of questions that we're getting from them. Even the Homer Simpson question, because we're going to make it so Homer Simpson can do a Schedule C. And I mean that because, you know, Homer Simpson, he's not, you know, he doesn't do taxes, <laughs> but he's going to be able to do it. And that is what we're going to do. So we're going to educate through that process of what the difference is on that. And that's, that's a large complaint I hear from a lot of new clients that I get that they just didn't feel like they knew what they had to do or didn't know how certain things um, implicated them. So when I get new clients and I'm trying to kind of gauge where I need um, to ask them for things, I Ask, I give them scenario-based questions like, have you gotten income from a source like this? Do you, are you self-employed? Is that business an LLC? Is it S-Corp elected? Did you fill out this form? So instead of just saying, I need you to give me your documents, I try to take them on a journey of what's happened in yeah. their lives and saying, oh yeah, you know what? I did do that. So if I did do that, what is the document I can expect from that? So that's what I try to, how I try to approach yeah. it with my clients because You know, in school, I say to them, you know, when you're going to be a hairdresser, you're going to be a realtor, you're going to be what your profession and passion is, there's like what, a two, maybe three month period where you're covering how to run your business. But then, you know, it's it's very small and it's not what you're you're really learning. So I think um, business owners not only need someone who can read the numbers they're presenting them, but can actually help them to understand what they're doing and what the decisions they're making are going to affect them at tax time and feel more comfortable in operating that way. Yeah, for sure. So I know everyone always thinks this, how can I get out of paying taxes? Why do I have to pay taxes? Do you guys get that question? What can I do not to pay taxes? That has to be a question yearly for you guys. Yearly, daily, yeah. weekly, monthly, at cocktail parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an accountant? <laughs> yeah. The, you know, the two things that are always certain in this life is death and taxes. Um, I don't know if the magic loophole to get out of paying them entirely. Once I figure that out, I will write the book. Right. But what we have figured out is a way to make paying taxes easier on the entrepreneur, helping them pay for the taxes that are going to happen and, you know, feeling a relief when they're writing the check for that taxes and it's under what they planned or they have the exact amount they need. So that's, 
how I answer that. It's I can't get you out of paying the taxes, but what I can help you with is expecting the tax and planning for it. Mitigate it. We like to mitigate as much as because you want to make money. If you're right. making money, you're you're paying taxes. So that's I all you know you don't want to pay taxes. I tell people don't make any money, but what kind of life is that? What are you willing to give up? There's always something. So we just want to let you know, well, you're giving this up, but this is where it's going and how it's getting there. And this is why. So again, education. If people know what to expect, they're a little less inclined to be anxious and and more accepting. Mm -hmm. So Serena and I want want to know this. This is, is this the truth in your business? Do you hate it when people wait to the last minute to pay their taxes? Hate it. Hate it is a strong word. It's a very strong word because we don't hate because we love you. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, there are many reasons why someone may want to file an extension and, you know, that's why they're there. It is, it does not make you, it doesn't put a red flag on you. There's no problems with filing extensions. Um, What the biggest thing I want to bust about that is extensions to file are not extensions to pay. So if there is a chance you feel like you may owe some money, it's going to be worth at least doing the footwork in those four months in the beginning of the year to get a finger on what you're going to owe. So at least you can pay in close to what you're going to owe and lessen that penalty from the IRS because after the deadline of the 15th of April passes, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if an extension is filed. If you owe money, they will penalize you for that. So that's, that's one thing I feel like would be worth to mentioning to people who are filing late. It's okay, but just be prepared to do it. Right. About how long do you need to keep receipts for, um, you know, just so that you, in case there's an audit or anything like that, you know, just holding on to all this paper. Um, I'm curious when I can get rid of it. Well, (laughs) here's the thing because of technology and and how much we've evolved with the receipt industry, you're not really keeping that little tiny receipt all the time, are you? Because you're getting a statement from your credit card or your bank or we need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) But so it's really just the backup for what you need. In in case people can't see this because because it's a podcast, I am appointing to myself. That's just so everyone knows this. Oh, he still keeps receipts. <laughs> I'm so old school. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. It, it is. It is a backup. You know, yes. your bank statement and credit card statement is not the be all end all of the backup. That receipt or that e receipt, e receipt, something right. that comes from that. What really the IRS is looking for are dates, amounts, and purposes. Right. So as long as you have something that reflects that information, that is what's going to be helpful. And I think they recommend keeping it for about five years. I don't know the exact time limit of it, but I would just say that and, you know, create digital archives, you know, have scan your, they have, you know, you can take pictures of the receipts on your phone now. So I wouldn't encourage anybody to know, you know, go into file box mode, but definitely have some sort of digital archive of what you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, I have a mix between both. So I'll just kind of go all digital at this point. Yeah. (laughs) And normally, I mean, I've been doing this for for many years and I've never seen the IRS honestly go back in in a three-year period, to be honest with you. Like usually it's three because that's as much as they can also, if they owe you money, you can only go back three years and claim your money. So 
Yeah. If the IRS, you are due a refund from the IRS and you have not claimed or filed that tax return, kiss it goodbye after three years. It's gone. So now if you're in some type of uh, correspondence and there's a problem with a year and you're going back and forth, that time limit doesn't occur. But if you haven't filed for 2017, don't don't try because you're not going to get they're not giving you money. So I've found that that's usually a good base three years because they're not looking to hurt you and you're not looking to, you know, because it could go either way at that point. If they're really, you know, going to open up a can of worms, if they really technically feel as though they have. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as audits go and that type of stuff, I have been doing this, like I said, I'm going to not quit a very long time. And I've been through a couple Schedule C audits and they've been fine. They've been great. And it wasn't really receipts they were looking for. It was more canceled checks and bank stuff to clear the transactions. So... Yeah, because your bank retains pretty much records of everything now. So, um, yeah, the IRS is not going to, like, come at you because you can't find your McDonald's receipt. Yeah, they're looking more for rent checks and big thing, big ticket items Mm -hmm. clearing if you're claiming them. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm glad you cleared it up. I actually learned something. I think I'm going to go home today and get rid of some garbage bags that I have from, like, seven years ago. (laughs) We have all your – we base our stuff on with you, Cubs. We keep, so (laughs) – we take that American Express statement and that credit, and we have your bank, so we keep your stuff pretty locked up tight. We okay. create our own archives over here. Yeah, as well. yeah, you're 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 safe. Okay. <laughs> another thing you didn't even know. We're keeping you safe on that end for that. That's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to tell our audience? Ways that they can find you, reach out. Um, of course, keep an eye out on those educational materials coming out and we'll, we'll be sure to share with the audience too. And that will be at our website. So we are uh, www.thegallogroup.net. I am also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I try to, you know, I see a lot of value in free resources to everyone out there. Um, there's no bit of information that I feel like is too insignificant to share. Somebody right. needs to know it. So um, you can find me at Instagram, Katie Gallo underscore group. K-A-T-I-E-G-A-L-L-O underscore group. And that's where she does her blogging. So she blogs a lot on there and and does things like that. And she puts some interesting stuff out. And um, so, and we do a little local advertising with the Parklander. We like that, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're out there in the Parklander. So yeah, we're getting our face out there. It's funny. We see sometimes people know, we're like, I think it's, Absolutely. We can't just, we can't wait to see and we'll revisit when everything launches. Um, so we can hear all about it. For sure. That'd be awesome. That would be great. We'd love to come back. That'd be awesome. Thanks so much for having us. 